Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome back to Tales from 2 a.m. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. What if you ran the Steelers? That's what we're asking today. And we're asking you to throw in what you would do if you ran the black and gold. And we could talk about some stories about when the Steelers did make some crazy moves. What if they did not do it? Did those crazy moves work? Did they not? Steven says, bad, does a left-handed center make a difference if we look at Creed Humphrey? Well, that's when, when you work in the offseason, not just the offseason, excuse me, in the preseason, with your quarterback, whoever your quarterback's going to be, and you make it work. I don't know what the uh, what the uh, missed snaps and what the uh, snap uh, percentage of uh, bad exchanges happened in Oklahoma I don't know I don't think it was probably that bad but I think if you just like anything you bring in a left-handed quarterback you know things change blocking schemes change everything changes so that's a that's no problem you know that's something that that we do um so you that's something that uh that we're able to go ahead and take a look at is you know things have to change when you bring in a lefty I mean, once again, if you bring in a lefty, then you're drafting a right tackle to be your blindside protector. It's not a bad thing. You can do it. We've seen left-handed quarterbacks work in this league. I know one that's in the Hall of Fame. His name's Steve Young. I know another one that I can tell you about. Um, I believe his name was Boomer Esiason, if I'm not mistaken. I believe those guys were both left-handed quarterbacks. Now, we're not asking about a left-handed center. But what we're asking about right now is a uh, is a guy 
that you have to change for. You make those changes in the preseason, that's fine. Yin's Nation Sports says that Ohio State Center in the third or fourth round could be a diamond. Is his name Wyatt Davis, if I'm not mistaken? I know uh, I've taken interest in that name because that means another jersey for me with Davis. Um, so I still have my Sean Davis jersey. If Carlos Davis sticks for another year, I'll be getting the Carlos Davis jersey. Yen's Nation Sports also says Chuba Hubbard. They said could be a third or fourth uh, rounder, and he is solid. Chuba is a guy that they were looking at if he would have came come out last year as a uh, maybe a second-round pick. He did not have uh, the year they expected out of him, and, and he drops, but this was a weird collegiate year, too. Michael Beck and I were on the phone the other day talking about Chuba, and that should be uh, that's a guy that you look at as someone that could be really good. Um, so Dean McRae says, disagree, one extra first-round pick and get a, for sure, future Hall of Famer? You know, hey, yeah. If you can get a guy like that, do that. Evgeny Crosby says the Steelers are not going to do any of these things. Probably not, but that's not what this show is about. If Kevin Colbert was uh, in the live chat today, I'd let him say what he would do if he ran the Steelers. And guess what? He runs the uh, personnel department. Um, so there you go. Vic was a, I didn't realize this. Uh, Yin's Nation Sports says Vic was a lefty too as well. I forgot about that. Thaddeus Kennedy says Mark Brunel was a great lefty. Yeah. Um, Richard McKenney would go with the center from uh, Oklahoma, Creed Humphrey. Second running back, uh, second round would be Chuba. Here's the thing. The thing about the center position, you've got to decide whether there is a Marquise Pouncey out there in the first round. You could get lucky and uh, get another guy in a lower round and he work out for you. They actually, they're two hall of famers at the center position. And that does not include bouncy. Cause he's uh, he's, we're speculating him as a, a hall of famer, but they've got two hall of famers, Mike Webster fifth round in 1974, Dermani Dawson, who's actually started out as a guard. And that's really interesting. When you look at the drafts and the draft boards, Pay attention to guard center. If you see that designation, I think that the Steelers will look at a guard center to go ahead and bring in um, because they have some versatility there. Are they going to go with J.C. Hassenauer? I, I think they, they kind of look at him as a backup. You never know. But that's a guy to that's a guy that uh, might be around for a year to ease the transition with one of these newer guys. Maybe they're in around round um, game six, you know, maybe they're, maybe he's going to be a placeholder. You never know. Um, but with that, what I'm talking about here is they're going to need to get a lineman. And I was sorry. I was talking about Dermonte Dawson. He was a, a second round pick in 1988 out of Eastern Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. And so here's a guy that he became a Hall of Famer too. He did not start right away because remember, Mike Webster was actually still there in 88. In 89, they moved Dermani over. They also, in 88 or 89, they picked a guy in the third round, a, a true center out of Notre Dame named Chuck Lanza. And Chuck did not stick with the team. 
um, did not stick too long. If he did stick, I believe he stuck for a little bit, but so those are some of the things that, that you look at there. The offensive line is not too hard to fix for this team. They can, they don't, a lot of people are saying you need to go offensive line first two rounds. You could, but remember it's a deep draft. I think when Marquise Pouncey retired, that center got elevated. Center's up there now. I just realized this. I'm talking about Dermani Dawson. I raised my hands in the air. I'm wearing Dermani today. I've uh, wore my number 63. So there you go. It wasn't even thinking when I did that. Um, so see what you miss out when you don't check it out live. You get to see the clothes I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, great. Let's let's take a 50-year-old guy and see uh, see what clothes he's putting on his body. Um, Game Theory says this. Have you watched any tape on North Carolina run, running back Javante Williams? He looks legit and had the highest broken tackle rate in college last year. The guy averages about seven yards per carry. It, it's funny, though. There's, there's another guy there. Michael Carter at North Carolina that is uh, projected to go in the uh, top five as far as running backs go, not top five overall. Javante Williams is a guy that I would love to see them try to get in the second round. I think you would have to steal him at the pick that you're at, at number 56, I believe. You're going to have to steal that guy because he. I think he goes early in the, uh, early in the second round. But you never know. Remember, Le'Veon Bell went in the second round. A lot of these guys last year went in the second round. The first running back was not picked until number 32, the last pick of the first round, and that was Clyde Edwards-Alaire going to the uh, Super Bowl champions at the time, the Kansas City Chiefs. John Trent, I love this. I would try and trade for Zach Ertz. You could trade for Zach Ertz right now, and he's pretty cheap. He's pretty cheap as far as compensation. He's not you're going to have to pay his salary though. And that's the deal. The, that's the problem because I don't know what his salary is. I'm probably thinking maybe about eight. He's probably making about eight, eight million. I'm not sure. Mule Skinner, Liam Eichelberger, Eichenberger, um, Javante Williams, Kyle Trask, one, two, and three. You've got, that's how, that's how big and deep the, offensive tackle position is here you look at this kid from notre dame um is is it eichelberger eichelberg i'm not sure um i think it might be eichelberger but i don't know um it's a long name and makes my brain hurt but you look at him he's probably down the depth chart down the chart at a probably eight or nine a guy that is gaining a lot of steam that they're saying this guy would be awesome for the steelers a kid from oklahoma state um, Tevin, is it Tevin Jenkins? Um, Tevin, I know it's Tevin. It's with a J too. Um, something I better look up, huh? But, uh, yeah, it's Tevin Jenkins. And Jenkins is a guy that they're saying he's nasty. You can put him in right away. I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at the rankings. They're ranking still as a, a number one or a number two. But he's like ninth. That's how deep you are at offensive tackle. They are out there. These guys are definitely there. Uh, I kind of think they're going to go a guard first. But this is what you would do. And I love it. That's what I want. What you would do. Um, Evgeny says the Steelers won a Super Bowl with Justin Hartwig at center. I rest my case. 
Yes, they did. Um, Justin Hartwig, and you know, I don't rip on many players, and I would never rip on Justin Hartwig here, but he went after my boy Tony Defio a couple years ago. And so uh so I was thinking about that. Justin Hartwig did everything he could to uh to uh help win that game, but he didn't help him lose the he didn't help him when they almost lost that game with that safety in the end zone. Um yeah, that safety in the end zone cost him two points and cost him the ball late in the game and the lead. So um but yeah, you could but how what do they need to do to get back to the Super Bowl two years later? They had to go ahead and draft Marquise Pouncey in the first round. And I say this all the time, I'm gonna say it again. If Marquise Pouncey is in the lineup against the Green Bay Packers in Super Bowl 45, I know it's ifs and buts. They might win that game. In fact, I kind of think they do win that game. That game changes because of the center, because Ben's not getting the pressure he does. He does probably doesn't throw that pick six. This is no disrespect to Doug Ligurski. I just think that when they lost Marquise Pouncey in the AFC Championship game, they lost a lot. Um, John Trent says, cut Hayden, sign Sutton. Um, that You know what, what's funny about the, the cut Hayden, sign Sutton thing? It is it has kind of been more of a thing now with uh, let Hilton walk and sign Sutton or sign Hilton and let Sutton walk. I think it's between those two, really. I think you might see, especially if uh, this TV deal goes up, you might see the salary cap not being a, as big of a deal. And you might really see that uh, Hayden, I'm starting to think Hayden's definitely back next year. That's that's the way the needle's turning this week. Um, Yin's Nation Sports, that I would cut Steven Nelson to free up cap and draft Asante Samuel Jr. with the first overall pick. Mm, you know, that's what Yin's Nation Sport would do. I, I'm i cool with that, too. Um, Ryan O'Toole. Since Pouncey retired, they need someone on that line with a high nasty factor and some swagger. That's what they're saying this Tevin, the, this Tevin uh, Jenkins kid from OSU is. Yeah, I also like, you know, I'm worried. A lot of people were worried about the kid from uh, Landon Dickerson from Alabama. That that would be two Alabama centers with him and, and Hassenauer, by the way. But they're worried about his health. But that guy would be somebody really good as well. Um, Steven says, uh, Creed Humphrey hasn't given up a sack in the last two years. Yeah, um, he hasn't. And he is he is that good. I, I can see them going for a center or a guard, center guard in the first round. Now, this one, I'm going to bring this one up next because uh, Quinn Miners guard fourth round says mule skinner man i hope he lasts because a lot of people have have noticed who this guy is and they're moving him to center too mule they're they're having him work out at center and that's going to be a high possibility that he's your center guard this guy is this guy is all kinds of perfect pittsburgh material from wisconsin whitewater i gotta tell you i never heard of wisconsin whitewater um Steelers Nation 412. 
Darnold is even a good fit for Pittsburgh. And if Juju stays, Darnold and Juju have chemistry. What's going on with the Juju thing? He comes out this week. He's telling J.J. Watt to sign with his brothers. That means he has a vested interest in the situation. That's really interesting. You, you never know what's going to happen now. But Sam Darnold, a lot of people are really down on the Sam Darnold thing. I got to tell you this. I saw the Carson Wentz deal, and I immediately thought, when you only, are only giving that up for a guy with uh, with the pedigree of Carson Wentz, then you could probably get Sam Darnold for maybe slightly less because he hasn't done anything there. Keep in mind, it's hard to do something with the New York Jets. It really is. I think Darnold is someone that I would uh, I would try to get. I don't think you have to give up a first-round pick for Darnold. You don't. Maybe the Jets are going to want one, but when it comes down to the end of the day, they might have to – That's might be what they have to do. I kind of like the Darnold situation. Not a lot of people do. Um, so Thaddeus wants to know, how did Hartwig go after Tony? Tony was just – and you got to understand – Tony is the nicest guy in the world. If you don't, if when you watch Tony on the shows, he is just the sweetest guy. And he really, he's like that in real life. He's a laid back, nice dude. In fact, one of my favorite people in this world. And they go after, um, he was just talking, it was not on a podcast. It was on the website. Now, Tony is one of those guys though, too. He's got that ornery side. He's going to go ahead. If you're going to challenge him, he's going to go back after you. He's the guy that on April 1st, I'm going to tell you this, on April 1st, you're going to have something outlandish and people are going to go after him like crazy. And they're going to realize because they're not realizing it's April 1st. Jeff Hardman actually has to put in the comments, look at the date. Last year, his mock draft was absolutely ridiculous and awesome all at the same time because he was messing with you guys and girls. He was messing, and that's what he likes to do. But he was uh, he'll stick up for himself as well because I got to tell you, what you don't understand is when we're when you're new on the editorial side, they go after you. They go after you like crazy, and they they I almost quit after my fifth article, my third article, I almost quit because I was so proud of this. I was listening to the radio and I, I was listening to Ed Bouchette saying, this is 2015, that Michael Vick may come to the Steelers. They might go ahead and look at Michael Vick because Bruce Gradkowski is not going to be better. He's hurt again and they're going to have to bring another guy in. And this was during camp. So I call up Jeff. I'm like, I, he said, okay, I haven't heard this. What's your source? I said, I heard Bouchette said it on the radio. He said, okay, quote that source. Go and write an article. I wrote this long article. I did not say whether he should, whether the Steelers should sign him, that they're looking at signing him. The headline came out that they should sign him. I had probably the most comments I've ever had in my career after that. I had death threats to my personal email because I was such a jerk for writing this article. And it was the, it, it was, uh, I'm not saying it was the greatest article. All I'm saying is that I put a lot of time into it. Um, 
I have a writing background, but that's not it. It was just the fact that I was talking about the Steelers bringing in a, a controversial figure and I was, everybody thought I was endorsing it, which I really wasn't. Hey, guess what? A couple of days later, they ended up doing it. And I'm like, I didn't really didn't want them to bring Michael Vick in, but I was just like, yes, you know, it hit. Um, so that's, that's kind of what happened there. So they're, they're on top of us. So Tony's writing an article about how the Steelers in 2008, it was a look back article. And if I'm not mistaken, I mean, Tony would be better to, to tell this story. Um, but what happened was he was talking about the 2008 team and how they kind of won despite that offensive line. And, the, and they really did. They, that was probably not their best offensive line. But they still won. Hart will regret it. Called him an idiot. He uh, sent him a few emails. And then Tony, being Tony, said, hey, look, I'm, I apologize. I didn't mean to offend you. Um, I was just talking about the line. I should probably take a better look at that. And it, it was heartfelt what he wrote. Hartwig turns around and goes, bah, you're still an idiot. And th that's it. And so, you know, keyboard warrior now. Now, I know Tony doesn't want to face uh, Justin Hartwig in a dark alley. I'm I'm sure right now, I, I think maybe they, they could they could probably hang out together and, uh, and have a... Uh, have a coffee or an adult beverage and, uh, and probably get along. But uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was pretty mad at him. We, we had that situation even this year, which uh, one of the most respected guys um, at BTSC. And I think all of Pittsburgh Steelers um, blogosphere and media, I think Jeff Hartman is, is becoming that respected guy. And I, I really do. And he was talking about on, I believe it was on the let's ride podcast and he was talking about the cornerback position and how um, he doesn't like to mention his name, but this certain certain quarterback who we'll just we can't call him by his name, we'll just call him Lustin Jane. And Lustin Jane um, took offense to it and and tweeted to to Jeff about it. And so you know some sometimes these guys hear it and they're offended by it. But here's the thing, you know it's our job to go ahead and talk about the truth. Now, if it's a personal attack on one of these guys, then, then we should not be doing that. We're not, we haven't, and we're not going to, um, you know, but you know, players do go ahead and take a look at it. And sometimes there is a fence taken. Um, so that's kind of what happened in, in the Tony situation, but it's, a. Uh, some of the things we do get flack on our personal emails sometimes. I, I know I do. And gosh, I once uh I once compared, I thought I was being funny. I once compared Bill Belichick to a certain biological monthly female function. Um boy, they went crazy. One person at just attacked me. I um, on a personal email and uh, berated me, even uh, threatened. Uh, I mean, I'm sure your wife, if she read that or heard that, would would think you're an awful person. I'd like to send this to her. I'm like, well, my gosh. First of all, my wife knows my humor, and I I run some of this controversial stuff by her, and she's like, yeah, that's nothing. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. Um, 
you know, so some people get bent out of shape and and think we're jerks because they don't know who, who we are. But what's so great about this podcast platform is when you're watching us and not reading us, you kind of find out who we are a little bit more as far as humans. Um, and that we just are blessed to have this platform. I mean, as you can see behind me, I've got a family picture. We're all wearing Steelers stuff. I'm uh, I have a picture of the Steelers uh, praying before Super Bowl uh, 40. And I've got my little tickets that I just got for Christmas framed. Um, that That's just, I mean, I'm just like you guys. I just am blessed to have this platform. Um, so let's get back to this. John Trent says, bad. What would you do if you ran the Steelers? I would bring back block numbers. I teased that before. Got to bring back those block numbers. It's been since 1997 since we've had these rounded ones. And I I get why the chairman, why the, why the ambassador wanted to do it. He wanted the numbers on the front of the helmet to match the uniforms. I just really crave those block numbers. When they did that in that game against uh, Cleveland and against the Rams, when they wore those, oh, man, I thought they looked absolutely gorgeous. Um, I just think that look is is huge. If I ran the Steelers this year, I am, uh, gosh, I'm definitely bringing in a guard or a center with my first pick. And I'm considering Najee Harris at, uh, in the first round. If I can, I'm trading up and looking at a quarterback. As far as the Ben Roethlisberger situation goes, I've been accusing Kevin Colbert of pushing him out the door. I might be, uh, I might be doing the same thing if I ran the team just because of that huge cap hit, not because of Ben, but because of the huge cap hit. Am I right? Probably not. Remember I talked about the Dan Marino thing could have changed everything if they would have brought him in. What if it didn't? We don't know what would have happened here. I think they could have won a couple Super Bowls. But we would not be have, talking about Marquise Pouncey. We would not be talking about Ben Roethlisberger. We probably wouldn't be talking about any of these guys. The complete face of the uh, team would have changed with, with just bringing one pick in. So um, I'm going to say, you know what? What happened in the past happened. Let's look towards seven. And not I'm not talking Ben. Number seven. Seventh Lombardi. Let's look towards that and see what we can do. Um, one of the reasons I, I've talked about some Steeler stories about guys that we wanted. I mean, Dave talked about in that article, Trey Boston. I remember back in 1994, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl for the second time. The Steelers were looking at bringing in Alvin Harper from the Cowboys. And he was a restricted free agent. Uh, I think it had a, a different name at the time. I can't remember what the name, um, it was something a little different, but they were going to have to give up, looks like a one and a three to get him. First and a third round pick to get this guy. And it would have been, if I'm not mistaken, would have probably been in, in the 95 draft. And the guys they ended up, uh, Mark Bruner in the first round, who had a decent career with the Steelers, the tight end out of Washington. And in the third round, they brought in uh, Brendan Stye. You know, so that's, uh, they would have given those guys up 
for a marginal, really a, a guy who would have been a marginal wide receiver. So sometimes those big names you look at that we got to bring these guys in, they don't work. Um, Mr. Hammer Z's. Hey, bad. Hope all is well. If I was GM, I'd go get Corey Lindsley from the Packers for center. Draft a quarterback round one. Wow. Corey Lindsay, that guy. I, I've been doing I've been doing these uh free agent market watch and I threw in that we probably can't afford because I'm gonna get all these emails, especially from the Facebook side, saying this is a stupid article. Why do you even write it? Um, because we can't afford any of these guys. So that's why I put that tagline on it. Corey Lindsley, when you look at his grades, this guy is the perfect center and would be the perfect center for the Steelers. Can they afford him? Mr. Hammer Z is going to find a way to afford him, and I respect that. I, I think that would be great. Um, Christian Cahill, he wants to trade back, grab a second and third, draft Josh Myers, and running back Williams in the second, look at a linebacker from Houston or LSU in the third, and the best available player. I am not opposed to them trading back if they can get value for it. Um, there you go. Um, no one you know says whole team needs to get a nasty streak. They were soft. I think they they can find they can find their nastiness again. Um, Thaddeus Kennedy says he'd never trade for a running back. John Trent says Bettis. Bettis was that was one of those rare deals that. Bettis is a lot like the Minka Fitzpatrick thing because Bettis is a guy that was going into his fourth year and they gave up basically nothing for him on draft day. He fell out of favor with the Rams because Rich Brooks, remember he was the coach at Oregon when Oregon uh, took on Penn State in the, uh, in the Rose Bowl back in 94. And Rich Brooks came in, and he had a high-octane offense. They wanted Lawrence Phillips. They thought Lawrence Phillips was the guy, and uh, really wasn't, so Bettis was available. Those trades don't happen very often when you get a player that young in a trade. Um, but it's your team, so uh, I get it. Um, Dante Harris says, we just got a first-round quarterback steal from the Washington football team. Dante, I don't... I don't disagree with that completely. I think once again, I don't think that Dwayne Haskins was brought in to be the heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think he was brought in to be the starter. I think he was brought in to give the guy a chance because he definitely has some film from college. He definitely has some skills. He definitely needs to uh, grow more as a NFL player. He needs to be in a good environment. Hopefully Pittsburgh is a good environment for him, but you got a guy that was picked in the 15th I mean, in, with the 15th pick of the first round, not that long ago. We just talked about, you know, a guy like Minka becoming available, a guy like Bettis becoming available. Well, Dwayne Haskins might be the guy. Is he going to be? I think he's got a long road to prove that he could be. He's not going to be asked to be right away. But if he shows up, he might get an opportunity to start. If he doesn't, then, then it didn't work. And guess what? They didn't give up anything for him. He's at, he's coming in at the league minimum. So um, there you go. Evgeny, Pro 
Crosby, Lawrence Phillips uh, knew how to throw a punch. Lawrence Phillips was really trouble. He, he really was. Um, I bet you, with hindsight being 2020, that they would have gone back and uh, decided to try to make things work with Jerome Bettis and uh, work that around him. Um, Mark Tobin, really think the Steelers are looking to banner and chooks for the tackle spots. 100%. I really think they are. And uh, you're probably going to see another one-year deal. Remember, Banner bet on himself last year and lost the bet, and it wasn't his fault that he lost the bet. He got hurt. Um, 59 plays into his uh, first first time as a, uh, a starter. Um, so, you know what? I, I think Banner is going to be the guy this year with a one-year deal, and uh, hopefully uh, – Hopefully we're talking about, hey, we need to sign him to a huge deal next year at this time, or uh, we're going to lose him to another team because I think he he has a great season coming in. I'm not sure whether uh, whether they would be putting him in as a right tackle or a left tackle, but one thing to know about Zach Banner, remember Michael Beck, Dave Schofield, and myself, we had a, uh, a podcast where we interviewed Zach Banner. And he said, a lot of people think that I'm not, that I'm a great run blocker, which he is. He's fantastic as a run blocker. And that's what the Steelers need. They need another run blocker. Blocker, He said, but when I was protecting Sam Darnold, my entire career there, he was sacked three or four times and that's it. And that's true. I look back at it. Sam Darnold wasn't getting touched with Zach Banner in front of him. He's a beast of a man. Um, great guy. I love that guy. But I got to tell you, Zach Banner, he's starting for this team this year if he's healthy. And I think he's going to be healthy. And I would not bet against Banner. I The only thing I'm betting against is health, but I think his health is going to be fine. Um, Mule Skinner says this, Jeff George had the greatest arm I've ever seen, but he had a five-cent head. Absolutely. I don't know if I'd give five cents for that head. Um <laughs> Mark Tobin, and they will draft a linebacker in the first, first or maybe shock the world and take a runner. Yeah, if if they love a guy this much, they take him. Um, Joe Lewis, thank you, Joe. Bad you and Tony are the reason I watched just saying thank you. Um, I will say this. Um, check out everybody else, too, because the shows that we have put together here, I am so proud of. I know I'm the podcast producer, but I look at these shows. Um, you know, know your enemy. We're not doing know your enemy right now, but we might be revamping that uh, for college draft guys. And nobody interviews guys like uh, Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict together. They're really good. Um, I appreciate uh, uh, Joe. If you like me and Tony, you like the stories. But I got to tell you, listen to. Uh, some of the shows with uh, with the Aussie guys, with Jeff and Dave and Big Bro Sco, and I mentioned Jeffrey and Mike, and I hope I'm not uh, I'm not missing out on anybody here. When we have Kevin Smith on, uh, most of the time that's on the audio side. If you're not checking out the audio side, please check it out. Let's ride with Jeff Hartman Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That's I think one of the best shows on not just the network, but the be one of the best Pittsburgh Steelers shows around. Check out Jeff Hartman on Let's Ride. A lot of people don't know because they just check us out on YouTube or Facebook, 
but check us out on anywhere you download a podcast. There's some other shows that you don't get on here. So thank you. That, that means a lot to me. That's why we do it because of you guys. Thank you. Um, Jeff Volan asks, is the cap room on YouTube? No, it's not. The cap room shows up on Wednesdays around 5 PM. And, uh, you know, I'm an old guy. So when you say, tell me to download a show, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's going to take up all this space and all this. No, man. All you have to do is click on it. Really. Um, if you go to Spotify, iTunes, uh, you know, Stitcher anywhere where, I mean, there's so many platforms you're going to find BTSC on there and it's basically clicking on it and that's it. it it's really, uh, it, it's really, um, easier than you would think. I didn't know it. I mean, cause like I said, I've, my wife is telling me right now, she's like, you are technic when it comes to technology, you're an old man. You're becoming your dad. You're becoming my dad is what she's saying. I'm like, stop that. Stop that. But I had to set up my new work iPad. I got a, for my real job, <laughs> I had to set this up. I have a 13 year old. That's an Apple genius when it comes to Apple products. And he's setting up for me and, and I'm getting mad because they took my home button away. They took, here's my phone. They took my home button away. I can't take it. I need that home button and it's not there. And this swiping and stuff. Good thing. I'm not dating. And because that swipe left thing that you've got to do to find a date, I, I couldn't do, it would mess me up. <laughs> um, Jack Bauer. And every time I see this name, I, I do this to you, Jack, all the time. I think of 24 and Kiefer Sutherland. I, that's just awesome. <laughs> In fact, I'm trying to get my, my wife to, uh, let us binge watch all eight seasons of 24. One of my favorite shows. Um, we should be rooting for Haskins to succeed. What would mean that would mean we basically get, basically got a franchise quarterback for free. Yes. Yeah. I mean, don't roll that out. Um, if he has a career Renaissance with the Steelers, if he wakes up and says, Hey, I've been, a, I haven't been taking this seriously. What if he does that? And, and he comes out and plays. Like I said, somebody said WFT is a joke. Um, the Washington football team, I think it's going to get better. I don't think that was the guy that, uh, I think that's the guy that Snyder wanted to draft. But I think in a system like Pittsburgh, I really like, by the way, Mike Sullivan. I love this hire. I think he could be a no-nonsense guy that can get the best out of players as a quarterback coach. I really like that hire, so that's a guy you look at too. Um, Haskins might surprise you, but once again, if he doesn't, you didn't lose anything by bringing this guy in, and that's it. You don't have to be married to him. You take a flyer. Hey, you know what? You go to a restaurant, and you'd be like, hmm, I'm going to try this crab donut for dessert. It's a donut with crab filling inside it. And you might like, that sounds disgusting. I'm like, hmm, that sounds interesting. I might try it. And you try it. And it's the greatest thing you ever tasted. You're like, this is a culinary delight. I love it. I'm going to keep, I'm going to tell everybody this is great. Next thing you know, crab donuts are all the rage. Everybody's having crab donuts. Or you taste it and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is the worst idea ever. I'm never ordering this again. So that's it. That's the Dwayne Haskins situation. You can just, you can just decide that, yeah, 
It wasn't, it didn't work. It was worth a shot. What did I lose out of it? I lost the eight bucks for the crab donut or whatever you're willing to pay for the crab donut. They're, they're paying him $750,000. Maybe it's 850. It might be 850. And that's what they're paying him. And that's the league minimum. If he sticks, like Jack just said, you got a franchise quarterback for free if he sticks. If he doesn't, sorry, buddy, it didn't work out. We tried. You tried. Good luck on your future endeavors. That's it. There you go. Um, running out of time. Um, I want to bring up Steven. Bad. Doesn't have to be every week. Still going to put in my request for the after party. Nothing better than the BTSC crew cutting it up in the offseason and we get to see the real Mr. 2 a.m. Um <laughs> You will get an after party. I got to tell you, we're so tired with all the stuff on the site that sometimes we don't, uh, we were doing one a lot. We will get one back. Now, the real Mr. 2AM. The next guy I'm going to pull up is probably going to be able to tell you. And the next guy in the live chat, I didn't know he was going to be on. That's my dad right there with a question. Um, but he's going to tell you that Mr. 2AM growing up was not as cool as he makes you out to be, that I make myself out to be. The 2AM stories, they're they're not lies. They're true, but I'm still not that cool. I was a dork growing up. <laughs> uh, Dad asked, do you think that with a new OC that Mason Rudolph could be more than a backup? A lot of people are really uh, loving the idea of Mason Rudolph right now. Kevin Colbert comes out and says, hey, we were really impressed with him. You got to say that because they're pushing Ben out the door. They've got to really hype up Mason Rudolph. With, I think uh, you saw a lot of Matt Canada in that uh, Week 17 game with Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph looked very good, the best that we've seen him. Mason Rudolph is not the guy that struggled in that first year. Remember, he was not preparing to be a number one quarterback, he was Ben was getting most of the reps except for on Wednesdays. But that was his rookie season, basically, and it was trial by fire. But I think with a new offensive coordinator, you can see a little bit more out of Mason Rudolph. And and I think if Ben goes, if Ben does not start the 2021 season. I'm telling you, Ben's Mason Rudolph is your man. He is going to be your your quarterback for this year for 2021. If it is not Ben, I would be surprised if uh, it's anybody else. Um, there's there's probably a uh, a few more comments that I didn't even get to, and I do apologize. Um, but thank you so much. I I really appreciate everything that that you're saying in here. Um, there's some talks on uh, bringing Le'Veon Bell back, bringing uh, Kathy Ford says this, and uh, always good to see Kathy in there. Bell likely done. I, I kind of think Bell's done. Boy, everybody that, that thought, man, we can't keep him. Um, I mean, we're, we're really losing out by losing this guy. Well, gosh, they knew more than we did when they weren't, they were trying to give him the money. But when we wanted more, you know, uh, didn't work. Now, is Antonio Brown done? 
I don't think he's done. He's not coming back to Pittsburgh. They're, they're never bringing him back. But the thing about that is Antonio Brown, he, he uh, played better when he got the chance. And there was never a question on, on his play. I think uh, you might see a Pro Bowl season out of Antonio Brown next year, especially if he stays in Tampa. Um, but Le'Veon is not the same player. Um, Antonio Brown, like Mule Skinner says, he's not done. No, he's not. I think, in fact, if he stays out of trouble, Antonio Brown will play until he's 40. In fact, the guy might play until he's 42. He He's not going to leave. He's not going to be one of those guys that retires. Um, he's not, Jeff Folan says he's not done, but he's done in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he, he really is. Um, the, that, that bridge has been burnt. The only places that bur- bridges don't get burnt is the WWE. And that's about it. Where, uh, they bring a guy that hates the boss back and and they do well together. Then there's some guys like Macho Man, Randy Savage, and CM Punk that says, eh, I'm done with you. I'm never coming back. But uh, there you go. Um, Evgeny doesn't agree. I think it, I don't think AB's done. I really don't. Um, <laughs> Jared Devil says that bridge was nuked. And I got to tell you, Jared Devil, I, I got to say something about Jared Devil. Always the first one in the live chat. And I, I got to say that. I love it. Jared Neville is, uh, when that notification comes out, he's there. Um, and a lot of you are too. And I, I really appreciate you. Um, so, and now I've inspired a uh, wrestling talk with NWO coming back is huge, man. I've got, I've got to get onto that. Uh, SB nation has a, uh, a WWE, uh, and, and a wrestling, um, platform too just like behind the still curtain uh one of these days i want to guest on there i probably wouldn't be as good as i am on here not saying i'm good on here but anyways hey that's all for me i love you guys and girls men ladies whoever you are out there you bleed black and gold and that's awesome and once again if you're hanging out with me on a february sunday morning hanging out with some idiot here that loves the Steelers just as much as you do. Well, I appreciate it because we can't do these shows without you. And there's no reason to do these shows without you. Even the person that, uh, that uh, said, I look like uh, the next Polly Walnuts from the Sopranos because of the gray on the side. I, uh, my wife, I showed her a picture. She thought that was the funniest thing ever. So I love you too, even though uh, you're ripping on my hair. <laughs> Remember, only genetic lottery this guy's ever going to win is this hair. And if you're uh, checking us out on the podcast platform, uh, you can't see the hair, so you'll you'll have to look me up. But with that being said, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I have a feeling that it's going to be a crazy week in Pittsburgh Steeler land. So check out Behind the Still Curtain for everything, all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs breaking news especially you're gonna find it here are we gonna find out something about ben roethlisberger i don't know once again i love ben roethlisberger i love the pittsburgh steelers and i hope whatever works out works out for the best for the best for 2021 and going forward and that's all i'm gonna say about that so with that being said remember behind the still curtain remember to tune in but I'm going to ask you this. Be real. 
Be true to yourself and always be behind the steel curtain. We'll see you. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.